We're it's ready. Recording? Yeah. It ready. It happened. Oh my gosh. This is wow, blast from the past. <laughs> I have a really important question for our listeners. Yeah. Do you guys remember us? <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you guys, you guys, just in case, um, I'm big. <laughs> you may have forgotten. Ooh, and I am white. Yeah. Uh, there are nicknames. Yeah. It's, we're like anonymous is like this thing that we're doing. Yeah. Um, we used to live in Nepal, both of us. And like, uh, what other vital info do they need to know? <laughs> I mean, it's important that you realize that we are not in Nepal right now. That's true. That is neither of us is vastly important <laughs> to why you may or may not have forgotten who we are. <laughs> if this is the first time that you're listening to our podcast, then whoa Nelly, are you in for a ride? <laughs> welcome. Honestly, very much welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. Weird choice to start with this episode, but yep. I mean it's as good a choice as any, I guess. I mean, I guess. You don't have control over time travel, so. <laughs> True. I feel like whenever people ask me, like, oh, I want to listen to your podcast. Which episode should I listen to? I'm like, I don't know. There's like 70 of them. <laughs> They're like, well, which one's your favorite? <laughs> the good one. <laughs> <laughs> Very awkward. It's like, well, oh, yeah. what are you interested in? I don't know. I think I'm too close to it. I can't tell which ones are good. A little bit. I think that we're hilarious, so all of them are my favorite. (laughs) That's my problem, too. I feel like other people's problem would be like, I don't know, none of them are perfect. And I'm like, you guys, every single one is hilarious and amazing. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's like the attitude you need to like have the audacity to start a podcast. (laughs) True. That is a good observation. Yeah, people will definitely want to listen to me and my friend talk for hours. (laughs) Okay, um, <clears throat> should we, like, actually start now, I guess? Let's do it. Cue the music. Hi, I'm big. And I am white. And together, we are big and white. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner. In Asia, in your home country, wherever the heck you are. Wherever. Um, What's up, White? How have you been? I haven't seen you in about a millennium. I know. You know what? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging out in Arkansas. Yep. I'm just diving headfirst into all that life in Arkansas is. <laughs> Can I tell you the most recent exciting Arkansas thing is for anyone who hasn't experienced Arkansas? Please do. This feels relevant to the podcast because I actually had to come late to our recording session because I live out in the country and two raccoons are stuck downstairs in my house. No. In the house? So, yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah, we have a room off of the kitchen. That just like casually has raccoons in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> love you know. your tone. Like obviously, obviously, why wouldn't that happen? <laughs> Doesn't everyone have a raccoon room off of their kitchen? Oh my gosh, yeah, it's a problem. We have two baby raccoons, and they're stuck. When raccoons are scared, they don't really run away. They just kind of like 
stand their ground, you know? Oh, no. That's the worst. Yeah, now we have to wait. And it's not even. It's like three. Yeah, so it's not nearly dark outside. Oh, so like once it gets dark, then they'll run away, you think? Well, we have to keep the door open until they run away. But once it actually gets dark, then all the other like actual nocturnal animals <laughs> will also come. So you like, have like a little zoo in your sunroom. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so that's what my life is looking like right now. Wow, that is a change from when you were visiting me in California last month. Oh my gosh, uh, that was so fun. So delightful, you guys. Um, White and our other friend came to California. And unfortunately, it was kind of cloudy and not very hot. <laughs> I'm traumatized forever that they didn't get to live their best California lives. Um, but yeah, we went to as many beaches as possible. Yes. And what else do we do? So many smoothie bowls. All the smoothie bowls. So many. I think like <laughs> 50% of our meals were smoothie bowls. I'm not mad about that. Um, but yeah, it was just so fun to have you guys come because... I mean, those of you who listen to this podcast probably have some sense of what it's like to have friends that don't know you in your, like, home culture, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was just super fun to have you guys be here and, like, experience. Especially, I think, being from L.A., people have a lot of, like, ideas in their mind what L.A. is like from movies and, like, media and stuff. So having you, like, actually get to experience it and hear me go as deep as possible into my L.A. accent. Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was so fun for I me. I felt like that was really important yeah. for our friendship. Yeah, it was like, I didn't know that I had any expectations of L.A., but I think that it was different than I actually ended up expecting it to be. Mm. And I loved it. What What did you expect that it was not like? Well, maybe I kind of pictured, like... Like, you talked about people being, like, friendly and laid back, but I still kind of assumed that people would be, like, rushing around city mm. type, you know, like, just that. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have that same, like, fast-paced thing that a lot no. of other cities have. <laughs> My mom was saying she always struggled when she had a job where she was someone's personal assistant and she had to like, make appointments for him. And, you know, people on the East Coast would just be like, um, yeah, so how about a month from next Tuesday at 3 p.m.? <laughs> she'd call, like, another office in L.A. And they'd be like, uh, next week? I don't know. Can you, like, call me when it gets closer? Because I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> like, okay, well, you probably are a secret surfer disguised yeah. in a suit. <laughs> For real. Yeah, it was really chill and everybody was really friendly. Yeah. In like a not creepy way. So Yeah. I really liked it. Oh, well, that makes me happy because I like it too. Yeah. yeah, what about you? Anything that uh any updates that you need to give our listeners about your life? Yeah, dude. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Everything feels up in the air right now. <laughs> so um you guys may not be aware of this, but the COVID situation in Nepal got real bad at the end of May, um, along with India, of course, it's kind of related. So that has many repercussions for many people's lives that are much worse than what it is for my life. But it does mean my schedule is up in the air. <laughs> so right now, people aren't really able to travel into the country, and we don't know when it's going to open back up. 
so yeah, I'm definitely going to be in California for a lot longer than I originally planned. Mm -hmm. So kind of, it's like, I feel like I just keep extending my limbo period, you know? I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll just live my parents for a couple months and then I'll go back to Nepal. And then it's like a couple more months and a couple more months. And I'm like, I don't know when, like, it's this weird gray area. Like, when do I decide that I need to settle down here more? Because... I just have no sense of what my timeline's going to be. Right. Or do I just decide now because the sooner the better? Or, mm -hmm. yeah, it's kind of a weird in-between stage that I'm in, so. Yeah, you're going to end up being, like, one of the, you know, our friends in Nepal. They're like, I'm only going to be here for a year, you know, so they, like, don't buy any furniture <laughs> right, or anything. Yeah. And then they're like, well, it's been three years, and I still don't own a couch, so. <laughs> right, that's how I feel. <laughs> I'm like, well, I just won't make any friends because, you know. I'm either going to go back to Nepal or I'm going to move to a different city in L.A. So why <laughs> why make friends? I'm just like, well, now I have no friends. <laughs> That's not a good strategy. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Kind of, you know, <laughs> I was going to say figure that out soon, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> soon is the most relative term possible. So I'll just agonize over this for a while. Longer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. I am so with you. We should form a club. <laughs> People in transition. <laughs> yeah. Called the agonize over this for a while now. Club. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, speaking of things we've been agonizing over, you guys, we have some podcast-related news for you. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. It's real sad. Yeah. Prepare your heart. Yeah. You might want to sit down, actually, if you're not already. If you're driving, maybe pull over. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> feel like most people maybe thought that this has been coming for a while, but... <laughs> No one is surprised since we haven't published an episode for like over a month. <laughs> it's not just because we've been spending all of our time agonizing over our life choices. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why do you want to do you want to tell our listeners what what the plan is? Yeah. So we've been doing this podcast for a long time and it's been about us living in Nepal. And during that time. We've recorded when like one person was in America or both people were in America, but like we've always we've always been recording it with the aim of that we still live in Nepal. And that's not where we're at these days, right? We're both yeah. in this weird transition period um, and likely moving to America at some point. Yep. Definitely at this point for me. <laughs> um, so with that said, we've had to come to this really sad decision that we don't really have the right to have a podcast about living in Nepal if we don't live in Nepal anymore. Wow. So I feel like you made that like so much more meaningful than I was going to. <laughs> I was gonna be like, yo, you guys, uh, we like ran out of stuff to talk about because we're not in Nepal anymore. <laughs> and like editing when we don't record in the same room is real hard. So podcast over the end. Goodbye. <laughs> all those things. All those things as well. Thank you, though, for like making this a more meaningful announcement and moment. <laughs> but yeah, so all of that to say, you guys, this is our second to last episode. Yeah, today we're going to talk about some things that we've learned from living overseas and how that has helped us in our home countries, weirdly. It's mm -hmm. like the opposite of 
things that we learned before moving overseas that helped us there. And then, yeah, we'll just have one more episode and that'll be it. So, yeah, we didn't want to totally leave you guys hanging. Like, being like <laughs> by the way, this is our last episode. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. We, we know that you need some time to mourn. So I go through all five stages of grief, then listen to our last episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So by the time you get to the next episode, you will have completely come to terms with your grief. And you're like, I am so over these dorks. <laughs> You'll hate it every moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's all of the stages of grief if you're just mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Right. Oh, boy. But all that to say, you guys, uh, a million times thank you for listening yeah. and being engaged with us. And we've had so, so much fun doing this podcast. Um, I'm not going to drag on this like thank you now because we'll do it in the next episode. But if you want to say anything nice to us during our final episode, we are also currently accepting <laughs> compliments at this time. If you want to say anything mean, you can, but we won't read it on there. <laughs> no, but we will cry later. So that's also it will an haunt option. us for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Hey, I'm still a little bit haunted by a negative review we got after our, like, third episode. So. Yeah, that was, like, the negative review that we got. I think we've got two. Oh, really? I'm haunted, okay? Haunted! <laughs> oh, yeah. Anywho, um, yeah. So... Having said all of that, I'm, like, tired of being sappy, so can we please just move on and start our penultimate episode? Yep, let's do it. Great. Okay, so like Big said, today we're talking about how living overseas has actually prepared us for now transitioning back to our home country of America. We covered a lot of ground about how to prepare yourself to do well in Nepal or wherever you're moving, but we haven't talked a lot about how not terrible transitioning back to your home country can actually be. Probably because we hadn't gotten to that place yet where it was non-terrible. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's 50-50 for me right now. You literally texted me this morning about how terrible it was. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the you haven't gotten past the non-terrible part. Mm -mm. No. It's 50-50 <laughs> in that like one day everything is completely fine and the next day I'm like. <laughs> it's totally binary. There's no in between. <laughs> there really isn't. Anyway, um, all that to say you can take this with a grain of salt apparently, but. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, life is complex, and that's all. That's all I have to I say. I mean, <laughs> just because it feels terrible doesn't mean that we're doing terribly. That's true. That you was actually I mean? one of our tips in the episode yeah. where we talked about transition. Yes. So way to remember that and learn from your past self. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> anyway, we have been hedging this topic for like 20 minutes now. Oh, my God. Let's jump into it. Please. Okay. So our first thought is on how living overseas can prepare you for the rest of your life, maybe in quote unquote normal circumstances. You're used to being uncomfortable. 
Yeah, I feel like this one is an easy one to start off with because no one is surprised. Like if you've lived (laughs) overseas for any length of time, you have been uncomfortable. Even if you've just traveled. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe especially if you've just traveled. (laughs) True, actually. Yeah. (laughs) But this one, it made me, I thought of it the other day because I was talking to a friend and I'm starting my own personal training business. I don't know if we've talked about this, but... I'm starting my own business, and my friend was talking about this uh, conference that he went to about small business and entrepreneurship, and the guy leading the session said that you will not make it as an entrepreneur unless you can take a cold shower. (laughs) That's all it takes? Man, I should be an entrepreneur. (laughs) I know. And I was like, Huh. I mean, like, I get where he's coming from. Like, you have to force yourself to do really hard things, right? If you're going to be doing on being an entrepreneur. But I'm like, I have done so many hard things and taken so many cold showers. Like, do you remember (laughs) when we were trekking? And I had to wipe my butt with a piece of ice because all the water was frozen. Yeah. I did that of my own volition. I'm like, oh. So it was weirdly, I was like, I have done so many hard things living in Nepal and doing language research. I can totally make it as an entrepreneur. I pushed myself to do that. I can do this. Right. Well, and it's like, I think it it starts to feel normal. You know, it's like, you just like your new normal is like uncomfortableness often. I mean, it depends a lot on where you live, I think. But like, if you live in a more developed country, even maybe, you know, you always have hot showers, but there's always going to be something that's outside of your comfort zone that's kind of difficult Mm -hmm. that you're going to have to do. And, yeah, I feel like that becomes your norm. And then it almost doesn't feel that hard anymore. You know, I think just thinking about like the last 100 years of like how much we've developed technologically and societally and stuff, we've gotten to this place where we totally take comfort for granted. There's like, oh, things are going to be pretty easy and comfortable. Like, well, that's not true. And (laughs) you might be kind of screwing yourself over if you expect that because you won't try to do hard things. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And you kind of start thinking, like, if you can come to the realization that you can do hard things, then you kind of start thinking that you can do anything, right? Yeah, it's true. (laughs) So, boom, end of episode. That's all you need. (laughs) Welcome to the inspiration. You're welcome. Yes. Go take a cold shower. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, Mm. sleep on the floor of an airport or, like, drive in your car with no AC because it broke or keep hiking for seven hours with no food because whatever you've gone farther yeah (laughs) wipe your butt with a piece of ice that's totally attainable in america (laughs) i'm gonna go just like go into the kitchen grab some ice (laughs) what are you doing big oh just going to the bathroom (laughs) don't worry about it just just taking the ice cube to the bathroom like okay weirdo Big and White just told me to wipe my butt with a piece of ice and to take a cold shower. I think. Uh, e. <laughs> All right. Let's move on before this gets even weirder. <laughs> um, our second point is that you can approach new situations with curiosity rather than feeling defensive about it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think you can learn this 
not overseas. True. <laughs> you know? Any of these points you can learn, but yeah. yeah. An intentional practice that you can have. But I think just the fact that you are willing to move to another culture, you're probably already a little bit predisposed to thinking this is a good value. Mm-hmm. But I know at least for me, I feel like just knowing so many people of so many different experiences and backgrounds and upbringings and cultural worldviews, all those things. Yeah, I think it it helps you just be interested in people rather than immediately reacting to something that they say or a way that they behave or whatever. Hopefully it gives you that ability to want to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Like you said, like, if you're going to be meeting people from all over, then you better be willing to ask questions rather than right. just be like, you know, you ever had that conversation when they're like, oh, where do you live, Nepal? Oh, and then that's the end <laughs> that's of the conversation. Right. You can't really do that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And like, I think often what kind of stops people from being curious is they don't want to look stupid. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. I don't know. So used to looking stupid when you move to a new culture and try to learn a new language and stuff. You're like, well, this is a dumb question. I'm just going to ask it anyway because I need to find out. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really hard to be healthy overseas if you're not really adept at being bad. You know what I mean? (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. You won't admit that you're bad at stuff. (laughs) Everyone who moves overseas is bad at stuff. (laughs) Always. Yes. Which is really tied to our next point, which is that when you live overseas, you get used to feeling like a little kid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like learning a language, right? Like I think I think one of our friends was saying that she realized like she looked at a, a first grade curriculum and she like Nepali curriculum and she realized like that was the most that her language could reach, you know? <laughs> it's like this is the level I'm at. A seven year old good. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been here for seven years. Cool. Well, I mean <laughs> oh, so there's something that matches up I mean, about that. <laughs> on par, right? Yeah, that's that is true. <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, this just made me think because I actually had a I was mad about something the other day because I was visiting with some friends. And um, in another city. And when I was leaving, they were like, you know, we missed you so much. Like, you totally need to come and hang out with us more often. And and like not to play the parent card, but we're going to guilt you into coming and seeing (laughs) us again. And, um, and, you know, at the time I was like, yeah, totally. I totally will come. And then later on, I was like, made me really mad. And I was like, (laughs) how dare they say that they're playing the parent card? Like, I'm. 13 or something and you know I'm like I'm almost 30 years old I have lived overseas I've done all of these really hard things and I think that they're kind of thinking of me as some little kid just because I'm like in this weird transition state and Mm. you know I don't have like any responsibilities in America yet yeah and they're like three years older than me (laughs) and they think that I'm dumb little kid (laughs) but then I reasoned it out to myself I was like yeah but you always feel like a little kid you always feel like like in Nepal for four years you told people in Nepali, that they should treat you like a little kid. <laughs> like, pretend that I'm six years old. That's the language that you need to use. So why not just use that humility and transfer that 
to your friends in America who don't understand what you've been doing for the last four years, right? Yeah, that is such a good point. I didn't even think of that. Like, the weird thing about being in transition is it's like, you're not really an adult. Yeah. Because adults have established responsibilities. And yeah, I know it feels a little bit unfair. But I'm like, well, also, it's kind of founded. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny to me, too. I think like it depends on what age you are, how much that bothers you, because mm-hmm. you're in your late 20s. And I feel like when I was in my 20s, I would get really annoyed when people were like, oh, you're so young. You know, <laughs> like, but now that I'm in my mid 30s, they're like, you're so young. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a relief. <laughs> I love it. I love being like, <laughs> not immature. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> Underdeveloped. <laughs> trying to think of a positive word. <laughs> oh my uh, That's hilarious. I mean, I feel like you should milk that transition for all that it's worth because <laughs> like I just had this conversation about, you know, what it means to be young, like college age, university age. Nobody expects anything of you. You your grandma tells you to come for Thanksgiving dinner. She doesn't tell you to cook the turkey. She tells you <laughs> to bring the napkins and they better not say Subway on them. You know, like nobody expects anything of you. And life will not always be like that. So if you're like us and came back to America single, like not owning, I didn't own a car, I had no pets, had no rental properties, anything, you know, like I got to I got to milk that cheapness for all that it's worth <laughs> while no one knows that I'm actually capable of doing things. <laughs> you know, I actually feel the opposite. I think I really sort of crave more responsibility. I think there's something kind of like exhausting about not not having responsibility and people having low expectations of you because you know you could do more. So when people have low expectations of you, then it kind of makes you feel like they don't really care, actually, mm. or they don't they don't want you to like be better or they don't really want you to participate in a meaningful way. And yeah, like so much of purpose in life comes from responsibility. And I feel like that's a lot of what I'm missing. Like my life would probably be better if I had more responsibility. <laughs> like, oh, someone else to care about other than myself. Hmm, that sounds meaningful. <laughs> I mean, I actually feel like that too. But I was just trying to make myself feel better. But I will not allow it. <laughs> Do not feel better. <laughs> oh man. Well, whichever place you're in. Maybe you need that moment of no responsibility, but (laughs) I think I'm done with that for now. (laughs) I don't think you necessarily need to jump into lots of responsibility, though. No. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as everything in life, you need to find strike the right balance. But you also don't want to just like walk around indefinitely enjoying like, oh, no one cares if I wake up. That is true. Mm. Don't do that. That'll take a toll on you. Yeah. Yes. It'll and it'll take a toll on whoever you're probably living in, you know, in their basement. That is true. Yeah. That gets exhausting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of living in basements, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about this next point just recently. Um, you know how to live without things. Mm-hmm. Because I'm staying at my parents' place. I'm like using their stuff, but I'm in their guest bedroom. I don't really I have like one set of drawers. 
I don't really have any space for to store things, you know? Like, yeah. I bought some yarn, and I just am storing it on the ground because it's, like, not really, you know? like, I literally, I have so few possessions right now. And I've been here since February, and I didn't even think about it until, like, this week. I was like, huh, I don't have any stuff. <laughs> but you really, like, yeah, I don't know. if I don't know if this is true for, like, all people who live overseas, or, like, it depends on what country you live in, you know, how much is available to consumers mm-hmm. and stuff. But, right. yeah, I think I just often don't even think of it now. Like, I'll just, like, struggle through without something for a long time, like, I can't listen to anything from my phone in my car. All it has is a CD player. And I just, like, have been, like, putting my phone in my shirt, like, near my ear so I can, like, listen to a podcast while I'm driving for <laughs> months. I finally was like, oh, I could buy, like, a $10 speaker and solve this But you know what? Saves me money to forget I can buy things. Absolutely. Thinking about where I'm living right now, I... I have stuff with me, but I haven't seen it in four months because it's (laughs) just stayed in my bags. Just in a suitcase. (laughs) Yeah. I like, I bought a chair. It's the only piece of furniture I own. Congratulations. Thank you. It's so cute. But I had to leave it in my mom's basement because (laughs) there's no room for it in the place that I'm living right now. So talk about no responsibilities or, you know, like, yeah, I don't even have a place to put my chair. Anyway, but I don't even think about it, honestly. Like all of these things that I brought back with me from Nepal to like put in the empty spaces. Uh And I'm like, they're just, I don't know, living in a piece of luggage right now. And it's fine. And it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, people in America at least are just constantly talking about like how badly they need to clean out their closet and then they like never do. It's just like something (laughs) they aspire to. And I'm like, yeah, great. Uh. (laughs) I have three shirts and it's a problem. (laughs) Accidental minimalism. When everything you own, you have to move in a suitcase, then (laughs) suddenly you don't have any stuff. Yeah. And it's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. But you just get used to that. Like, at least like living in Nepal, like I was thinking, you know, you get out, out of routine of having things like with you and your you know, ear speaker. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) Like all the I I have brought really precious foods back to Nepal with me. And then I'm so out of routine of like having things that I enjoy like that. (laughs) Those particular things that they just waste away in my pantry because I forget that I ever enjoyed them. So Yeah, you get used to living without certain things. I feel like, yeah, and I feel like this, like, we're making this sound, like, weirdly negative. (laughs) It's like, we don't have stuff, or we don't enjoy things. Yeah. But it's, I feel like it's the opposite. Like, it's so refreshing to Mm -hmm. sort of be forced to realize that material possessions are not important. Mm -mm. It's, like, really not. Like, I think when you, you know, you have access to Amazon, you can get anything to your house within, like, two days. You think of something, you think you need it, and you order it, and you get it. And you like you never live without it, and you never have the chance to realize that you don't need it, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what you do need, though? You need friends. Yes. True. And that's our next point. Because when you live overseas, 
you develop a skill of making friends anywhere. It's so true. It's a, such a good life skill. I mean, this is really applicable, actually, like to anybody who has made any kind of move where they don't already have a community in the place that they're moving to. Yeah. You know how hard it is to like start from scratch, mm -hmm. building up this entire community. Mm -hmm. That can be really hard. But once you've done it, you realize that it's possible. Like, yes, yes, it takes work and it can be kind of scary putting yourself out there. But people are like actually really cool, especially the type of people that you want to be your friends. You know, <laughs> That's true. If they're not cool, don't be sad because mm -hmm. you didn't want to hang out with them anyway. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> we actually did an entire episode about how to build community overseas. And it's called building community overseas. <laughs> so if that's something that, that you're like, search bar. yeah, right. If so, if you're listening to this point, and you're like, mm, no, I can't make friends. Listen to that episode. I feel like I need to listen to that episode because I'm starting to feel nervous. So I'm not gonna be able to build community here in LA. <laughs> I need to listen to our past selves and, and learn from us. Yeah. Which goes back to the point of like, you need to remember the fact that you're capable of doing hard things. Right. Good. I should be taking notes. <laughs> if you did it once, you can do it again. That is also true. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, which transitions well into our next point, is that sometimes it takes time. You know, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to have friends. Like, well, maybe you won't for a while, but. You'll get there eventually. So our next point is living overseas teaches patience. Yeah. You don't have it now, but it's coming. Yeah. As we would say in Nepal. Aundaita. Aundaita. Barto mata. Ahira ekota. Yeah. Oh, my god. I think for me, um, the greatest patience that I learned was from language learning mm. because so many people ask you you know like oh you've been here a year are you fluent in nepali and you're <laughs> yeah. like what like fluency <laughs> is such a moving target you know yeah and like the day that we left we were still learning more about nepal right oh my gosh absolutely it's such an iterative process yeah. so if you don't learn to be patient and like let it be iterative, then you will go insane because you're never going to actually reach the finish line right? of perfect language or whatever. Yeah. I feel like with patience, my example is so much more mundane, but also just as helpful. <laughs> it's like, I am so good at waiting just like in offices, in whatever, like <laughs> small scale, not like, oh, when am I going to reach this like existential point of joy? I'm just like, <laughs> like last month I went to the doctor and I checked in, but then the guy like forgot to write my name down. And I just sat in the waiting room for like 30 minutes and I didn't even <laughs> think like maybe there's something wrong. Like, yeah. why is this taking so long? And then <laughs> finally he, the guy pokes his head out. He's like, who are you? <laughs> uh sarah i already checked in like oh no oh my gosh <laughs> but i was just like really laughing at myself that i didn't even notice that you know it was such a slow process and i think it's just because i'm just used to 
things happening at a different pace in yeah. Nepal than they do here. That is such a good example and like weirdly inspirational, right? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I just like, I guess I just go into like zen mode. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it'll come when it comes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like right now what I'm seeing a lot of online, um, like with our millennial generation is that people are starting to be like, hmm, maybe I don't need to be in the rat race. Like maybe I can have separation between my work and the rest of my life and maybe mm. I can move at a slower pace, Yeah, which is so great to see. But it's like, oh, yeah, like. We kind of had that built into us, didn't we? We really did, yeah. <laughs> like, like you're you're used to letting things take their time. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, that can be taken to a negative extreme. Yeah. If you just like wait around, and if something doesn't happen, you're like, whatever. <laughs> you never <laughs> see yourself. But don't worry, I haven't reached that point. <laughs> I have no good transition to the next point (laughs) that is a okay but i feel like it's a really important one and that is you're used to having an ever-changing identity yeah dude i've been thinking about this so much lately like I think it's so easy as humans to just think that we are the same person our whole lives. (laughs) (laughs) And like, guess what? You're not. Mm -mm. Like, even if you never moved. Like, my parents have lived in the same house for 37 years in the same town, you know. And like, I was just talking about my mom, talking to my mom about, you know, what she did in her 30s and like who her friends were and what her sort of identity was and then what she did in her 50s and like, she was kind of a different person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's not something that we really expect. But I think it's really true. And having lived in a completely different place kind of equips you to be ready for that. And yeah, living overseas, you also, I think, get used to having multiple identities at the same time and like, mm. allow those to not be battling against each other all the time like Mm -hmm. we can both say that we're american but like us saying that we're american in america versus when we say we're american in nepal like those are very different identities yeah and both of those are okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is a really good point like even the same kind of named identity has a different meaning in a different context. Yeah. I think, too, like, I don't know, this is sort of a concept that I heard someone say on a podcast recently that was new to me and I thought was really useful, is that, like, you don't get to define your identity. You know, mm. maybe you want to. <laughs> um, but it isn't really something you choose as much as it is defined, like, by, yeah, by your context and the people around you and not that you don't have any control over it but you can't just say like okay now this is my identity and you all have to agree with me (laughs) right yeah it's something that that's ever-changing and is very um context specific and that means you're always gonna have to be updating your mental model of your identities yeah Which can be really scary, I think, because I actually just listened to a psychologist talk about this, Mm. about like, basically, like, how do you get to know your future self? And pretty much people regard their future selves 
the same way that they would regard a stranger. Like you can't mm. really empathize with your future self because they're kind of foreign. You don't know like who they're going to be. Whoa, that's so like, interesting. Uh, girl, I don't know you. <laughs> and so she was talking about like how how do you be kind to your future self? So you like, you know, she was talking about like visualizing like, okay, in five years – what would I not necessarily like, who do I want to be? But like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. How do you feel about it? Yeah. And then like working towards that. So then you can at least like, you know, not self sabotage mm, your future self right. who you don't know. You're like, oh, man, my future self <laughs> would love to not have debt. Wouldn't that be nice <laughs> if I did that for her? She's such a great person. <laughs> she deserves it. Oh, I love <laughs> That. that's so good yeah oh man <laughs> once one of my friends who is a genius and hilarious he texted me just out of the blue <laughs> do you ever feel how weird it is that your future self is looking back on you right now via memories <laughs> like, whoa i feel like that's a good like um accountability <laughs> like hey future self do you see me i'm trying to make good choices yeah mm-hmm <laughs> That's amazing. I'll actually do that sometimes to make myself feel better about how terrible I will feel right now. Oh, interesting. Like, let's see what what would be a good example. Like, let's say that something really hard happens that day. Like, I don't know. I step in dog poop as soon as I go out the door and then I go to the <laughs> gas station. I spill gas all over my foot. And, you know, and I'm like, man, I I can't do life in America. I suck so hard. So then I'm like. Like, I imagine my future self looking back on this day and narrating it and being like, <laughs> man, I just felt so incapable. But like, look where I am now. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice and comforting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, future narrator self. <laughs> <laughs> I get real awesome. meta with it. There's a lot of layers. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. <laughs> I think for me, one thing that helps too with identity is... um Having more of like a center focused identity versus boundary focused. So mm. this is a conceptual thing that in the West, we tend to be a little bit more boundary focused, sort of like, are you in or are you out? So it's like, are you American? Or are you not American? Are you uh, religious? Or are you not religious? You know, kind of this like very binary look at things. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, being center focused is really helpful. So instead, it's like you look for something at the very core. And that's where your identity lies. And you might move around, like you might be closer to that center. Sometimes you might be farther from it. But that doesn't change what that sort of core identity is. And yeah, like for me, I, I my identity, I think lies a lot in my values. So mm -hmm. For example, I really value friendships and relationships, and I really value, like, making people happy. So, you know, maybe, like, right now, I don't know what my identity is. I'm like, I don't know, like, <laughs> am I, like, Californian? Do I live in Nepal? Like, am I a linguist? Am I not? But I still value relationships, and, like, that's something that I know I can do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's such a good perspective. Because, hmm. yeah, especially, <laughs> I mean, because if you're going through this crazy transition time, like everything around you is changing and you are also changing. Right. So the less things that need to change and the more stability that you can get in the interim while you're figuring things out, 
do that. Mm-hmm. Find mm-hmm. those core things and focus on them. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, don't don't let your idea of whether you have a good identity or not be determined by how good you are at getting gas because <laughs> <laughs> how few times you step in dog poo. Right? <laughs> uh, All right, well, we, we have one more thing that we want to mention that we feel like living overseas has helped us with. <laughs> are you ready for this? Uh, you have a really super cool job experience to add to your CV. Yeah, <laughs> <Resume>. baby. <laughs> You look amazing on paper. (laughs) (laughs) On paper. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's what I struggle with. I always feel like when I apply to jobs, like my resume is like whatever. But if I get to the interview, they're like, this girl's amazing. So if I can, (laughs) if I can pump up my resume, then I'm golden, baby. Yeah. Yeah. We just wanted to end on this because, you know, once you move overseas, everybody else that you know, is also living overseas, right? Like (laughs) all of your immediate community. So you're like, yeah, I mean, anybody can do it. If this dorko over here did it, there's nothing (laughs) special about it. (laughs) Hey, I see you pointing at me. (laughs) I was pointing. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, like, yeah, it's okay that like most of the people in your life when you go back to your home country will not have had that experience. Maybe they haven't even traveled out of the country. Maybe they've never even gotten on a plane. Mm-hmm. So don't like totally negate your experience and be like, well, I was just a linguist. I just I just happened to be doing it in Nepal. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But also like it was a really cool job. Let's be honest. Yeah. So even that experience that you thought we were like, well, I got used to it. It was my daily life actually was preparing you for potentially a really cool career or at least a good first impression. Yeah. When you got back to America. I mean, and if you've lived overseas and you've gained all of these skills and attitudes that we've talked about in this episode, guess what? You're going to be an amazing employee and human. So... Good, good job. Yeah. Way to go. A plus to you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Good job to you too, Big. Like mm. you've been you've been getting mm. it done. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now all we have to do is take our own advice and, <laughs> and stop freaking out about everything. Realize how amazing we are. I like <laughs> I'm not really freaking out. I'm just like tired. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <sighs> Today I am tired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I gotta go back. Let's see. I gotta use my patience that I learned. Mm-hmm. And I gotta remember that I can make friends. Yeah. And I have to be okay with being uncomfortable. Yes. Those are the words I need to hear today. Me too. All of these. It's like we came up with this list ourselves or something. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Whoever wrote this list is like genius and totally genius. gets me. Like so patient, <laughs> so has really cool job experience, can obviously make friends anywhere, just like the most amazing person ever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have on this list like that you're really good at being a narcissist, which, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I think that goes without, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? goes 
unsaid without what? saying without saying because well, without saying i forgot english <laughs> it's fine you're used to sounding like a little kid okay yes no but you know what i will say that we already did an episode like one of our last episodes was about how to transition well yeah and that was one of our that was one of our points of advice was to not think of yourself that much yep so there you go well on that note get some humility think about other people and listen to our next segment which is mailbag Uh, you guys, we haven't done mailbag in so long. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is a fun one, too. I know. White, do you want to take it from here? Yeah. Yes, I do. So we recently got an email from one of our listeners, and I'm just going to read it out to you guys because I think that it's worth it. She said, Hey guys, I just listened to the episode about weird sleeping places, which, if you guys don't know, was our last episode. Go and listen to it if you haven't. And I love how you both just gloss over all the times that you were sharing a bed with your colleagues. Perhaps (laughs) you've forgotten in your time abroad, but that is also weird. Gosh, I can't believe we like didn't even think of that. It was like not even like, oh, is that you know? It wasn't like, should we talk about this? No, it just didn't even cross our minds that that was weird in any sense at all. It's so good. It's so. I mean, I would love to say that that also is something that you know we've learned in our time overseas that we can now apply to living in America, but like, we probably just won't ever do it again. Like, <laughs> when are you going to bring that up? Like, don't write that on your resume. It doesn't look good. <laughs> Willing to share bed with coworkers. <laughs> like, I mean, um, you and our friend did it when you guys came to visit me in California and yeah, yeah. tiny guest bedroom. So, you know, yeah. it, it has, it has uh, applications. <laughs> it does. It's, it's true. It's true. Oh man, that's so funny. <laughs> There's an extra an extra point to our list in this episode. Use that as you will. <laughs> oh man. Well, why I feel like it is just a privilege that I have gotten to share a bed with you. So <laughs> <laughs> same seas. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, um, many thanks to person who wrote that email. I don't know what her name is. <laughs> You're cool. I think we have a fake name for her, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, so well. thanks for being awesome and forgiving us for not knowing your name. Yeah. <laughs> your fake name. I know your real name. <laughs> do you? I do. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think it's time to wrap up this episode. You guys... Thanks so much. You're the best. Listen for our final episode, which will come out in about two weeks from now. And yeah, thanks for being here for like almost three years with us, dudes. Yeah. It's been a wild ride. Yeah. Um. Also, mega A plus thanks to our Patreon patrons. Thanks for sticking with us in our erratic posting schedule of late. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah. What else do they need to know? What else do the people need, White? Um, so 
Mm, what do they need to know? Whoa, it's raining. What? <laughs> I heard this noise and I was like, what the heck is that? Oh, yeah, it's rain, I guess. Wow. I don't know what rain sounds like because I live in L.A. <laughs> That's very exotic. It is. I know. It feels like we never get, like, tropical rain, like summer rain. <laughs> I'm going to go stand outside and put my face in it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, let me wrap this up then. <laughs> um, like Big said, Patreon patrons, you guys have been the freaking bee's knees. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, Unless you just like giving money to two random girls, please know (laughs) that you are allowed to stop giving now. We will not revoke your titles as urban sheep or street dogs or entitled cows. You can keep that identity forever. Take it into your core. That is your Um, one identity that will never change. Yes. (laughs) So Thank you guys so very much. Um, Do know that we are going to keep our our website (laughs) website up. Um, We have our domain for another year. So please go and look at our beautiful drawn faces. (laughs) Um, Instagram still exists. I can't promise that I will be posting to it very often as we have no new pictures of Nepal. (laughs) And lastly, we still have our email. If you want to chat with us, send us an email. We would love to talk to you. Yeah. And you can go back and listen to all our old episodes whenever you want. Mm -hmm. They will be up for eternity. Wow. Okay. You guys are awesome. Uh, I think it's time to go. I'm going to go dance in the rain. Okay. Okay. I'm going to hang up now. Okay. Um, yeah, me too. Okay. 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 It's good to talk to you. Great. Okay. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. All right. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. 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 Bye. Have we talked about our weird, your weird thing that you do when you're sleeping? Oh, jeez <laughs> Louise. I need to compose myself Fine. so I can demonstrate. I'll just sit here quietly <laughs> while you make fun of me. So, you guys, um, White does not snore. She doesn't, like, toss and turn. She's, like, a really good bedmate. Except <laughs> she goes like this. noise it's just like her lips like touching each other (laughs) (laughs) oh it's such a delight